Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ed, yo. I don't know that that's what we thought it would be, but uh, a win's a win, right? A win's a win, and and hey, I'll hey, take it. There, hey, there it is. Good teams find a way to win, and we'll get into it because I discussed with you on the last one. One of the most difficult things in sports. I discussed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this may be, uh, this may be what, just exactly what the doctor ordered for the Niners. We'll get into that. Agreed. Uh, we got some game balls to hand out. Niners go to the 702 in a road game, which sort of felt like a home game, uh, and ended up winning it in overtime, no less. Uh, but they knock off the Raiders, and all of a sudden. They're in a two spot uh, and alive, <laughs> alive for the one seed, if you can believe that or not. Uh, so we'll get into all that. We'll talk about uh, Mr. Relevant, of course, that is Brock Purdy. Uh, big plays, uh, de- or big play defensively down the stretch by Bosa. We'll get into that and Gibson and, and the entire defense and, and what that looked like and what transpired out there on the field in Vegas uh, on the first day of the year 2023. As always, uh, we want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Give us a, a like on YouTube as well. That's Believe in 49ers. And then uh, also, we um, hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at uh, underscore Eric Davis underscore and on Instagram I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. Uh, as always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Look, it's bowl season. I'm right in the middle of a bowl game going on right now. Like this, this is crazy. It's going down to the wire. Uh, you got all kind of stuff going on. The national championship is set. Going to be at SoFi Stadium. Uh, so uh, big things going on over the course of the next week uh, in college football. Uh, of course, you got the NBA action. You got NHL. They had a big game today out there at Fenway Park, the Winter Classic, which is always such a cool thing when they they take the 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 rink outside and they play in the elements. Uh, so whatever you want, the five folks over at Bet Online have you covered. Did I not mention uh, everybody's favorite sport, America's favorite sport, that is college basketball? Which, oh God! Before you know it, I mean it'll be March. <laughs> um, so whatever you want, they got you covered. Just head on over to the website. That's BetOnline.ag and get fifty percent uh, off your welcome bonus. Uh, just using the promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Uh, bet online where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, so, ED, uh, we got some game yeah. balls to hand out. And uh, where do you want to go? You want? Yeah, to- you can go. Okay. Uh, game ball. My game ball goes to one CMC. And we, you mentioned this back at when the trade was made, and, and just guys being difference makers, right? Like he is a difference maker, and. Uh, they don't win this game without him, in my opinion, okay. on Sunday. And so, you know, he he obviously he he carried the offense. He was he was the offense basically in that first half, and then made some key plays in the second half as well. Uh, but that's a game in which, like, that's a that's Exhibit A, right? If we're going to to trial, that's Exhibit A on why they acquired him, right? Why you trade for a guy like that just because of the explosiveness, um, what he brings to the offense. You don't Agreed. win that game without two, three, in my opinion. So my game ball goes to run CMC. Who you got? 
Okay, CMC, remember remember back when that trade happened and you were like, man, get yeah. a lineman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to continue to bring that up. When I told you, I was like, I'm so happy. I was so happy. I was giddy. <laughs> I was so happy. I was like, they got to get a running back that can do what Kyle needs done because this offense is no good without that guy. Right? Remember that? I remember that. I remember that, that. I remember remember that. that conversation. Said, Kyle, needs, Kyle needs his guy. One of these days, you're going to listen to me and you talk about um, – and we talk about now, you know what? Before I give you my game ball, since we're on McCaffrey, incredible talent. We all know that. Immensely talented. I have never seen a running back with that type of moves and the vision and all the things that he does run up the back of his blockers so much. You see how he runs into his line, offensive lineman all the time. And guys are always like, and I keep getting all these tweets. Well, it's because he's playing at one speed and they're not. He's that's what he's got to do. Avoid those guys and set them up and let them block. But he runs up their backs all the time. Yeah, and he, he ran. He ran into Brunskill on 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 one. He, but then there was another crazy. One. He does it all the time. Yeah, but then there was another. It kind of works both ways, right? Because there was another play he made in in, in that play that that everybody was talking about on Twitter, right? Where he, he ended. Up, it was in like a little screen pass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he got right up on the back. Uh, of the guy, and but then, he didn't run into him. He didn't run into him, right? But it, it was like it was, it was the patience, though, right? Because most guys, okay. like they'll take off and then they they won't even get anything so, there. So that's my point. So what is patient about running into a dude's back? That's all I'm saying. But yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's the opposite <laughs> of patience. Yeah, that's absolutely. the opposite of patience. That's my point. And he's so good. But anyway, glad he's here. Um, and he's doing exactly what I hoped he could do. He's just being himself. Uh, now my game ball. Um, you say you say that you don't win that game without his presence. I'll give you another guy. That's who my game ball is going to. A guy you don't win this game without his presence. Uh, much maligned, but Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead does not get his flowers. Everybody's upset you know? because he's not a big time sack guy, and oh, he's such a wasted choice. Well, uh, they don't win this game if he does not make that fourth down stop. If Eric Armstead, if Eric Armstead, sorry about that. If Eric Armstead does not make the fourth down stop and a fourth down, because we say the 49ers defense, it was so dumb when they, when they decided to run the ball, when it was fourth, fourth and inches, fourth and inches, fourth and inches. And I'm like, okay, they better throw the ball. I'm like, okay, McDaniels has to know to throw the ball in this situation, but no, he's going to try to run through and they knew he was going to try to run through him, and he still tried to run through him, and that's why they're the number one defense. That's just not smart football, and I love it when coaches make dumb coaching decisions against the team because normally uh, we win in those situations. But that being said, if they get that touchdown, that changes things a lot. It's a game changer. It's a game changer because it's also it's a, it's a mindset changer where you're the best at something and we just mushed you. Okay, so, but on that play, the 49ers defense did not win that play. Eric Armstead beat the lineman in front of him, knocked over the fullback who was trying to be the lead blocker, and then stoned an all-pro running back and didn't give an inch. from his. He knee. beat all three of them by himself. He didn't have help. There was nobody, there was no double team coming to help him. Nobody chipped for him. He took all three players involved in that play out the play. Game ball. 
from it from his knees too, no less. Two two of the three game ball. from his knees. Uh, your game ball goes to Armstead. Mine goes to Christian McCaffrey. Those are your game balls here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, so, ED, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. SC's about to lose this game, dude. This is unbelievable. Live radio here, folks. Uh, so, if you – this may be what the doctor ordered. I say that, right, because uh-huh. we, we've pondered out loud, nonetheless. Um, what happens if the defense doesn't bring its A game or even their B game? In this sense, right? I mean, like, what what happens, right? And there was a time during this season, at least in the early part of the season, where it was like, that's probably not going to work out right. Now, granted, you're playing against the Raiders team, and this is sort of their MO, right? I mean, they've given up more double deep mm-hmm. leads than anybody, right? That's just kind of what they do. Um, but with that being said, this is still a team that is immensely talented. Like the talent yep. was never a question with this Raiders squad, which is why there were so many expectations, why so many people are upset about the way their season has yep. inspired because the talent yep. has been there. It's one of the more talented rosters, uh, at least offensively in the entire NFL. And so See, people are, and you know what, man, let me jump in. See, people lost uh, track of that because yesterday yeah. I was watching and people were losing their minds. And I'm like, you do realize going into this game, you got all pro talent at the tight end, at the running back, at the wideout position, and a quarterback that you have no idea what he's capable of. Yeah, yeah. And so, and McDaniel's came in with a, a game plan that was a little different than the norm because he had a different quarterback. So, all of the planning that you had to go in was kind of thrown out. So that's why I wasn't going crazy on D'Amico and what the defense was doing early on. And just on top of that, guys were just making plays because there were some situations where um, Lenore was in, in, in position. Uh, yeah, I mean, that just bodying them. They're making plays. I mean, just they, they were just flat out making plays. I'm like, okay, I can't. And, and people were uh, tweeting me. Like, like what, you know, he's got to make that play and, and, and coach him up and all this stuff. And I'm just like, like, dude, all, the only thing I can tell him in some of those situations is make the play. You're there. Yeah, there I, there's nothing else I can tell you. You just got to finish it. But I mean, you also got to tip your cat to the other guy, too, who made uh, they get paid. And I and I pointed that out in certain situations like these guys get paid as well. Because, I mean, yes. you're talking about some impressive play like. Like Devontae Adams is one of the best, if not the best, in the game yeah. right now, right? Yeah. Like he he made some incredible plays in in which, I mean, Diamador was right there, you know yeah. what I mean? And 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 seventeen was just there, you know? Like he he did what you know? Well, uh, he did well. He's seventeen, that's right? Who he, he, is. he he did what he does, he, he, right? He, that's who he is. Yeah, he, he that was a game. That was a playoff game for them, it, and that's the atmosphere. So, so back to where, where you were heading with all of this, that is the type game, and I tweeted it into the game before anything was happening, and what my tweet was, I don't know if you saw it, but what I tweeted, I said, this is exactly the type game that 13 needs to play in and win before the playoffs. You need to get that feeling and get that experience of what it's like when things are tight, when things are hard, you can't rely on the defense making three and outs every single time. You gotta score points, and you need to know what it's like to win that one. That's why it was important not to play in it, to win it, to win it. 
Yeah. So that you know, because guess what? Now I don't have to question, can I win a game like that? I've already done it. That's why it was important to me. Yeah, this was a shootout, right? And you needed all 37 points to win this game, right? I mean, this thing, yeah. this thing went to overtime. And so this is one of those things where the defense – very uncharacteristic right i mean this this is the outlier of of of, of, of game i mean you give up 500 yards i mean this this game was wild on so many levels but the defense gives up 500 yards 34 points allowed for purdy it's one of those things where he was in a position where he had to make plays but not only that right like he made some mistakes he missed yeah. some throws he felt some pressure. He had some in his face coming from from behind. Like he he, he had made to some endure. bad decisions. He had to in. endure yeah. some of these things, right? Yeah. And then you mm -hmm. still come out on top. And for me, for coaches, that's the dream right there, right? Where you don't play your best. Things may not necessarily go your way, but you still come out with a dub. But then you got all this tape to to, to show the guys on Monday or yeah. or, or Tuesday, whenever you guys get back together. We, we messed up this, we messed up this, we messed up this. We got to clean this up, got to clean this up, got to clean that up. Yeah. And I think that was huge, huge. Yeah, because you can fix all of that. You're right. You can fix all of those things. I agree. That was huge. Um, remember when you uh, – keys to the game. What did I say going into that game? I said one of the most difficult – people, if you didn't listen to it, go back and check out our, our uh, pregame uh, pod going into this Raider game. Uh, when you ask me keys to this game, I said one of the most difficult things in sports is to not play according to your competition. You, your level has to be your level. It's a very difficult thing to, to not do in sports. It's a very difficult thing for teams to learn, even good teams, teams with good records. Because there's a difference between a winning team and a, a winning team and a team that has a winning record. Winning teams figure out how to play not according to their competition, and it's it's not easy because you'll come in and a team will lull you, and people always say, "Oh, they took it for granted." It's like no, it's it's not. I don't know if it's necessarily a taking a team for granted as much as it's you not because you're not being pushed. You don't push yourself. And that's why the good teams know how to be self-motivated and say, this is our standard. And that's what you saw with this team. That's, this is a talented team, but this isn't the Raiders, that is. But this isn't a Kansas City talent, a Kansas City coaching staff. This Kansas City just put it on, okay? Kansas City had them confused and everything. And we already discussed some reasons why with, you know, with a new quarterback, no book on him, him make, being able to make some plays that you may not necessarily have thought were going to be made, some throws being made, um, some new play design, all these type things, some of the scrambling, all of these things that were different. Okay. But you look at yourself defensively. Early on, I'm tweeting, they can't tackle. I'm like, the tackling is less than. Man. That has nothing to do with your opponent. No. I don't care who you're playing. A tackle is a tackle. These guys were just, they were just missing tackles and all of them. I mean, 38 was missing them. 29 was missing them. 54 was missing them. 57 was missing. Everybody's missing tackles. So just things like that. This is one of the best tackling teams. That's, that's you understanding that you're not playing to the standard and fixing it. And that's what, that's what caused them 
it certainly looked different, right? Because one of my favorite things about watching this defense play is just the speed that they play with, everyone mm-hmm. running to the ball, everyone gang tackling. And you just didn't see that for the majority of the game yeah. on Sunday, right? Like that that part was just missing. Um, and and also you, you mentioned the Raiders are not the Chiefs. But what I will say is on Sunday, they were proficient in the pass game. And they yeah. have they have just as good, if not better, weapons than the Chiefs collectively uh, in terms of the wide receiver and, and the tight end position. Um, and our the past defense of the 49ers obviously is a question. It's been a question. It's been it, uh-huh. it's a weak link defensively. It's that right. It's the past defense. It the is. That's, and, that's, and, it's, it's the weakest. It's the weakest part of the defense, without question. And so we saw that on display on Sunday. And so that that to me, if there's one thing that, like, yeah, all these things are correctable. Yes, and yes, they need to be in that atmosphere. Purdy in particular need to be in that type of atmosphere. All that things. Like I'm good with pretty much the way everything played out. But there, if there is one thing that is concerning. It's that part of it, which they were able to execute to almost 400 yards through the air. Okay. Well, with that being said, still, they got the ball out of the air when they need to. So you're going to get the ball thrown. Rules are set up for it to be thrown. You can say the yards that they got, you could have easily taken away the Devontae Adams call. I mean, if, if they had called that pass incomplete on, um, on the field. Lenore, if they had called it incomplete on the field, it would have been reviewed as incomplete yeah. because there was no way to overturn it either yeah. way. So it was just a base. So, so you know, you you have a play like that that comes up that takes yards off. So there are a lot of different things that that happen, and and I can look at it and say that the secondary. I agree. The secondary is probably is is the weakest part of the defense. The secondary is not weak. It's just the weakest part of this defense that happens to be the best defense in the league. Okay, so the secondary can play. You have got playmakers back there in Ward and Ward and Huff, and I've seen Lenore make plays. You got guys that can make plays. Gibson's making plays. Uh, you got guys that can make plays. Um, so so, but they're up. You're going to get tested in the secondary, bro. You know one of my isms. A team is going to go as far as a secondary can take it. I, 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 yeah, I understand that. And so and, and pick the, it, pick that, the that's lead. why it's probably the most concerning to me. To yeah, yeah, able to but, do that. yeah, but okay, but but they also did it with, like I said, with all pro caliber talent. The guys were making plays. So you, this is what you're going to see. But even with that being said, they were able to make enough plays as a, as a defense, as a, com, as a combined defense. So now you start throwing in the defensive rush. And guess what happens? When your defense causes the quarterback to throw up a lollipop, don't miss the layup. Drop picks matter. Look, it, look, it changes the game, right? That's what happened in this one. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it, the it, same? Was, it was the it was the game changer. But in terms of that pass rush, though, in a sense, I mean, it was. I mean, Stidham, was, Stidham made some tough throws. He he was under pressure at times, but the Niners never got home, right? Yeah. Um. And so I, I think they were sort of neutralized from that aspect. Although Bosa makes the biggest play of the game, right, by pushing the, the the tackle right into Stidham to cause that 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 lollipop. Um. As you mentioned, but so when I look at this, and, and you bring up a good point in the sense that the 
the playmakers the Raiders have, right? Who who could they possibly see now that has that caliber of playmakers in totality? When you look at it in the NFC, I look at the Eagles right now. They got Brown and Smith. That's quite the one-two punch, right? Yeah, Philly, Philly. I was I was gonna it, say Philly. Philly probably ha- Philly probably yeah. has that, right? They got a tight end mm-hmm. too, right? Philly mm-hmm. probably has that with with Dallas. Ty starting to come around. They're integrating him. CD is taking strides. Uh, Minnesota's they, not. Minnesota's no joke, but I just don't think Minnesota's tough enough. They they oh. added the tight end in Hawkinson. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they have they they got uh Jefferson as well. Like so, so of those, yeah, so, I mean, of, they're of those three they're, teams. They're, yeah, those three teams for sure. I mean, you got you got some teams that could sort of test you in that manner if you're if you're this night. You're going to win. It. Bruh, to win a championship, you're going to get tested in that matter. Period. So I'm so you can't even concern yourself about it. So you just have to clean up the things. Like being in position, like I said, Lenore was in position a few times in his game. He didn't finish it. That's what young players do. I remember being there, and I remember the frustration. And I think we've had this conversation where the frustration where you're just like, I'm like, what, what can I do? And and it's a and it's just calming down and making the play. You're there. You, you, you've done the hard part. The hard part is to be in position when the ball arrives. Now, finish. And it's just it's just a confidence comes from doing. Once he knocks a couple of down, a couple of those down, he'll knock down a few more. And, and you hope that it just comes um, in the big moments. That's it. What, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. What about this aspect, too, something I wanted to bring up with you, something that caught me, um, especially early on in the game, and a lot of this is obviously scripted stuff, right? McDaniels, you know, the, that first drive, first couple first mm-hmm. couple drives, you know, able to being able to put some stuff together. Um, but the they got caught, right? Niners def- defensively, like, is, yeah. is this a big deal in terms of the eye discipline, right? Linebacker position. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was happening. I saw it happen. It happened with Huff. It happened with Ward. It happened with you know. It happened with um, Fred. Fred. Yeah, and that right there. Again, I was putting it out. That's not user error. That's not. That's not scheme. That's not coaching. That's player. That's just discipline. That goes back to what I was saying earlier. The hardest thing to do is not to play according to your competition. You got to stay focused. It's easy to stay focused. If you're playing against, if you feel like you're playing against that team, you're going to be locked in. Well, guess how you become that team? You lock in all day, every day. it's, It's that way. Practice It's that way. I don't care who the opponent is. They are a nameless, faceless object. I am not playing against Devontae. I'm just playing against this 17 that the puppet master up in the press box is telling to go somewhere. I'm going to do what I do no matter what. So the eye discipline and the issues, all of those can be fixed. I think you'll see it fixed. You'll see it fixed from the older, the veteran guys. Ward, Fred, you're going to see that get fixed a lot easier than you're going to see it in Huff. Huff is, Huff is still, Huff is a playmaker trying to make plays. Um, and he's made a lot of plays. I think that's a lot of time. I see that now 
Huff is being blitzed a lot. He's playing around the line of scrimmage a lot. I see that now. It's because of his discipline. I think that's a major part of it. Yes, he's good at blitzing. Yes, he's good at um, attacking the line of scrimmage. He's also extremely, extremely young at reading coverages. And I think that's a smart move on, on DeMarco's part to get him out of that. You, you know, you've heard me say key to success in the league is knowing what you can't do and avoiding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The coordinators helping him out right there. He knows that he's had he has a problem with that right now, and he's keeping him out of those positions as much as possible. Because Huff, you, you dangle a carrot, he's trying to take a bite. We see that. And teams see that. That's going to continue to be an issue, so they're going to have to keep him out of those problems and keep him out of those positions as well because it's not going to get fixed. Um that's not going to get fixed before the Super Bowl. It's not no. going to get fixed before the end of the season. So don't expect I mean, truth, truth be told, I mean, that that may – he may be that guy his entire career. No, well, he can't be. He can't be because if he does, he'll have a short career and he's too talented. It, it's, it's fixable. It's, it's, it's doing – I mean, was, wasn't Troy that guy to an extent? No, no. Troy didn't, Troy didn't have bad eyes like that. Troy, Troy was put in positions where he could make plays and, and where he would do certain things. But Troy, um, there's a difference between anticipating something based on a feel for a sense and things like that and being wrong as opposed to um, as opposed to looking at the wrong thing and getting out of position. Ah, okay. there's, there's a difference in there's a difference in the two. Uh, because you can look at a formation, you can look at a certain down and distance, you can look at certain personnel and say, in this situation, they like doing this, and I got a feeling that this is what they're about to do, and you try and anticipate it, as opposed to a simple down block or by a tight end, and you're running in like a bat out of hell to try and, and knock a guy out, you know, and, and make it a, a two-yard loss when you're in man coverage. Like, that's not your play anyway. It, you're, you're, that play is not designed for you to make that play. So you just decide I'm going to make this big play. But by just watching your guy doing your job, the one time that he does block down and come out, that's where your big play comes from. And that's the discipline that you have to develop as a defensive back to be a higher level player and a consistent player. Um, one of the greatest seasons I ever saw um Brian Dawkins had and I and it wasn't talked about a whole lot but tell everybody Brian Dawkins um had over a hundred tackles I think he had like six interceptions that year he knocked down 20 something passes from the safety position and I'm like guess what that means he was right when it was run he was right when it was passed yeah and that takes a lot of doing because this is the thing. And I and not to mention, he didn't give up a bunch of touchdown passes or anything that year because a good aggressive defensive back and Tim McDonald used to tell me this all the time. And I learned it. And it, that's why it didn't freak me out. Or if, if like somebody got me on a play or whatever, because he was right. Once I got that in my head and I realized it, a good DB is going to get fooled from time to time. It's going to happen. If you're because if you're not aggressive, you'll never make a play. So you got to believe what you see 
but you got to get your eye discipline down so that you know what to look at. Okay. So even with that being said, you're still going to get fooled. Like I said, the Troy that you were pulling out, you're going to get fooled because there's still something's going to look exactly like it used to. And it'll be something different. And that one will get you. But the, the fake blocks, the double moves, those type things, if your eyes are right, they'll never fool you. They will, they will never, you'll never get beat on a double move if, you, if you're looking at the right thing, ever. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So you pass rush pretty much are getting to the quarterback pretty much neutralized. They, were, they had a, a mm-hmm. decent rush. The Steelers was able to step up and knock some, some pretty – Knock down some pretty good throw or connect on some pretty good throws. Yeah. Uh, you end up with Gibson getting that interception. Almost had another one in, in the game. They they overturned mm-hmm. it. But you end up with Gibson getting that interception in overtime uh, thanks to the play made there by Bosa. Gibson there in that position, obviously, because, I mean, he's pretty much supplanted Ward, right? I mean, he's, he's that guy now. Ward pretty much yeah. has become a slot. I. How do you like how do you like that dynamic? I know it's something we we've, we've mentioned previously, but I don't think it's anything we ever discussed on on, on the pod. How do I like the Gibson as um, the safety? Well, not even so much Gibson as safety, but also well Gibson as safety, yes, but, but more so Jimmy in the slot. I'm not crazy about Jimmy in the slot, um, but I'm I'm not crazy, but but he's been holding it down. I, I mean, how upset can I be when you have the number one defense? I mean, you know, you got a top five defense with him playing that position, so it worked out. It's the same with Gibson being at the safety position. You got a top five defense, so why would I be upset about it? Um, I think the secondary is better. I've been saying for since we've had this pod that you got to get some playmakers in the middle of the field. You have no fear. Um, if, if, if those guys aren't taking the ball away down the middle of the field, a play, a, a play caller, his entire book is open at all times. They've got some guys that are actually catching the ball in the middle of the field. That changes things. So you're better with the, you're, you're better with the two guys. So you look at this defense of last year, you look at this defense when they went to the Super Bowl, you look at what's happening in the middle of the field, you have guys that are, take the ball away better than those crews. They are better off. And so I'm okay with that situation, um, the, the, the way it is. So you're right. He has definitely supplanted him. And the reason is because of, like I'm saying, the production, the production of the overall unit. The unit is better with them, you know, switching positions. Yeah, I mean, obviously I think his play allowed that, allowed that to be an easy call by D'Amico yeah. and the rest of the staff. While Jimmy was out, right? While Jimmy was, yeah. was out with that injury at the start of the season. And then, uh, you know, okay, where do we put Jimmy now? And they put him in the slot. I mean, so far, so good. I mean, it's 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 worked out uh, to your point. Um, and we got to still talk about 13, too. Yeah, well, here we are. I mean, we've gotten to that point in the show. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy. Uh-huh. I, I think that, and I mentioned earlier in the pod, you know, he, this, this was, 
I, I was happy from what I saw on, oh. on the field on Sunday, right? And okay, he has to we make some plays that. off script too, right? Which yeah. he did, right? I, I got it. We mentioned that. We mentioned that part, but this is what I want to get at. Because again, I got all kind of all kind of screw faces when I said this man has to win the Super Bowl, and everyone's like, he's already got it. I bumped my head on something. You're crazy, Eric. Oh, I know yeah. how we all <laughs> all love Purdy. I get it. Everybody loves the backup. But I'm like, there's a reason. I'm like, if 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 he doesn't win it all, there's a reason why one guy was drafted at the top of the list in Trey. You're you're list you're you're drafted at the top of the league, um, of the league's draft for new player, for new players, and the other guy was the absolute last guy. You can't get much further apart. You can't. You can't. It is all it's it's very difficult to get further apart than those two. And I'm just saying I'm talking right now, this year, that is great for him. Of course, I want to win six because this is the one we're in and he's the quarterback. But if he doesn't win it, and I, I from what I saw in this game, and I've been waiting to see it, he looked like a rookie quarterback. He looked I, I said this, and you kind of looked at me. You gave me the screw face when I said this. The arm talent, I said the arm talent isn't much better than Jimmy's. I, I, I said it, I didn't say much, but I, what my, the term I said, I said it's not much different than Jimmy, in my opinion. I, from the, what I've seen, the interception, the one he tried to go across the field. I mean, that's that's an example of that, right? The the, the underthrown deep balls. Yeah, yeah, that's an example of that. I see. I said it, and because because everything has been working out, everybody's like, "Oh, you lost your mind." And I'm like, guys, I can see. I've been saying that I, I'm just watching him and I'm like, I hadn't seen him do anything that Jimmy hasn't done. And if what Jimmy didn't do is win a Super Bowl, I don't see how you just take this guy and I'm back there. I don't see how you just take this guy and say, okay, he's our quarterback and we're not giving Trey Lance a chance. Like, I don't see it. You're not naming him. And, and Peter King, I'm telling you again, you're not naming him the quarterback. If he doesn't, then I know Peter is like, he's the guy. No. If he doesn't win that Super Bowl, there's no way you don't start off. And Trey Lance is the dude. Because, and I told you, if they say it's an open competition, then no, it's not. It's Trey. Yeah. So here's where I disagree. Um, I was hoping you disagree. All right. So here's, <laughs> here's where I disagree on that. Okay. Well, arm talent. Yes. Right. Not similar to Jimmy, but I think there's an, a component that he brings in, in being able to go down the field, or at least Kyle trusting him to go down the field a bit more than he did uh, uh, with Jimmy, right? Like you're uh, agreed. Seeing, you're seeing uh, more uh, of that. Wait, hold, on, offense, hold on, hold on, hold right? on, hold on. Agree, but that, but let's stop this because this, this. Remember, the discussion is not about. It's not about. I, I, I compared him to Jimmy, saying that I haven't seen much different. But the discussion is not between thirteen. And Jimmy, it's between thirteen and five. Well, yeah, I'm so there. The so arm that, strength, the arm talent. It's between not thirteen and five, it's worlds apart. Yeah, I mean, it's it's about so as about as far as it is in, in their draft spots, right? I mean, so with, I, so all I'm saying is when you start saying, well, the trust down the field, all of that, more trust than, than Jimmy and letting him do it, and I love that. Tweeted that. I love even with the mistakes, even with the underthrows. I love the fact that he was taking his shots and not settling for the checkdowns, not settling, settling, saying, let's keep it close. And, and he was trying to win the game. Yeah. That 
I love, I love seeing, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about his talent and is it enough to where you don't give five a chance? And I say, no, okay. I haven't seen that yet. So, okay. He's so, got to win it. So, okay. So with, he's brought another layer to this offense, right? Which I think bodes well for them in trying to get to and win a Super Bowl, right? There's that, that aspect mm -hmm. of it, right? Mm -hmm. You said he looked like a rookie out there on Sunday. I don't know. Watching that game, were there some struggles? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he looked like a rookie. I'm still waiting for him to oh, look like, you like, know a, what, like, a, like a rookie. Can, can I tell Oh, no, what? No, 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 no. I, I do have to say that because he made some throws. He, he made like the interception. The interception that he threw, the interception he threw, you know, I've told you that before. Like people, why would you make that throw? Because it was open on Wednesday. Well, he was, <laughs> he was, was late. He was, he was late. It was, it was late and underthrown, but it was there. What, no, that, that ball wasn't there. That ball, the only way that ball was there is if you got a Trey Lance arm and you can throw it on a rope. You need, you need a Herbert. You need a, you need an Allen. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, you need a Patrick Mahomes. Dude, the only way you make that throw in that defense with a corner who reads it like this corner did, you got to throw that on a rope. That ball can't get any higher than the goal post, and it's got to travel 60 yards. That ball, it's got, I'm telling you, it's got to be 10, 12 feet in the air. You can't put air under that because that's a professional defender playing corner that sees it. That's a 4-3 guy, 4-4 on, on a bad day, and he's going to close that gap while the ball is in the air for 60 yards. So the only way you make that throw is if you got a bazooka. So you don't make that throw if you are this guy, and that's what I'm saying. That's a rookie play. You, you, the rookie well, that, play that's why is I say thinking – but that's why I said he was late, right? Like, I think if he's on time, I think he completes it. If he's he doesn't have the arm to do it, that, <laughs> that he doesn't do that. It was scripted so that it would work, and it fooled the corner. It's a rookie play. What I'm saying because he didn't do the math and see that he didn't fool the corner. That corner wasn't chasing. They didn't they didn't stop the corner. They didn't tie up the corner. He didn't see it. He's just throwing because it was open at practice. That's what I mean by a rookie by a rookie throw. Yeah, you know, getting hit the one that that Ayuk saved us on at the end, and I'm saying right there, it, I, I was like, you can't make that throw. And this is what I get on Twitter. Uh, well, you know what he, well, you know what it, it, it's not his fault that it was a free rusher in his face. No, but it's his fault he threw it with a free rusher in his face. He threw it up for grabs. You can't make that throw. You take the sack. Or you throw it into the dirt. You you can't you can't just throw it up in the middle of the field and hope for the best. And you know, like, well, um, you know, 85 was wide open. 85 wasn't in his face. There was a free rusher. So you gotta know some of these things. So that's that's what I mean. That's what that, I mean. That's what, that's what you mean by 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 that's what I mean by by young player mistakes. Those are the things, but all of that, with all of that. And the emotion I just put into I, that. I mean, I see Vets make those plays. I love you seen who? Vets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and we always talk about it like that was a dumb play. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That that was because any vet you see make that play. Well, anytime like, you're rolling one way and you're throwing across the field, I mean, that's normally typically not a good idea. Um, and, and, and what do you call that when that happens? If you see a vet do that, you're like, that's a rookie mistake right yeah. there. <laughs> right? Am I correct?
Jay, that's, Am I correct? Yeah, no, okay, right. so when a rookie does it, I don't see a rookie mistake. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I, love, I love how you like to argue with me on these things, and I always get you <laughs> to say exactly what I'm saying. See, you just called it that. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll give you I'll I'll give give you those two plays. Um, But at the same time, I thought for the most part he stood up in in the face of pressure. He made some plays off script that he that he needs to make. Now about Trey, Mm -hmm. funny you you're getting screw face because you know people were saying one thing to you. People think I'm trying to trade Trey. I'm not trying to trade Trey. (laughs) That is not. That is not the that is not the case. I'm not trying to trade Trey. I'm just I just put it out there uh, as an an alternative option to our discussion that we had in the last pod, Ed, and um, saying that it may be something that this franchise has to think about. What if if and when Purdy does do it? Now, the fact of the matter is, um, both more than likely will be on the roster because you got little money tied up in the quarterback room. Exactly. And and so nothing really is going to happen. My my whole point was, well, if you're the Niners and you think you need to try to recoup some of that draft capital back by maybe trying to get a one for Trey, that, that that's that's all I was saying. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, 2020 showed us that you better have a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's Trey or whether it's Brock, who knows? Now, I agree with you in a sense that he can't just get there. Like I think he has to, he has to win the whole. He has to win the whole thing. That's um, that's the only way I think they can justify it upstairs. Now, to well, owner, well, to well let me group. let me ask you this though. What if, what if they get there? Uh huh. And he plays lights out, Super Bowl MVP discussion. Mm-hmm. But fluke play, whether it's special teams, whether it's defense, they lose. Then what? Uh-huh. Um, then you'll have then you'll have the um open com- competition conversation. But that um, won't be a competition, right? And you'll you'll have the open competition conversation because um we know how um how social media and the fan base can get all get all in their heads and how they'll pay attention to that. So I think you'll have an open competition. That's what they're gonna say. And you will let him start off. You you'll go into camp, and thirteen will be your guy, starting out. And but they they're going to say open competition. And if you say I've already told you, if they say open competition, uh, there's only one guy, because because you don't have there. There's no such thing at the quarterback position an open open competition. You already know who your guy is going to be. So the only way that it won't be Trey is for Trey to just just lay an egg. That's the only way because they're it's they're leaving it open for trade. That's what they're going to do. Um, if he wins it, that's why I'm saying if he wins it, I think you just what what you say. The difference in the way it will be worded is 13s our starter going into camp. That's different. It's semantics, but it's different than saying. 13 starting, we have open competition, you know, you know, yeah, you know what, we're going to, we're going to start off with 13 um, and, and with the first team, there's an open competition. That's different than saying 13's the starter going into camp. 
That's it's completely, completely different. Because now you're saying this dude has a chance and it's on him to screw it up. As opposed to the other guy. And that's 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 what I think happens if he if he doesn't win. Because you're going, even if he plays well, you're still going to have to answer. Um, if he does, if he doesn't play well, if he, if he, even if he continues to play the way he's playing, if, if and wins, I think you, if he, if he plays the way he plays and doesn't win, you're going to then go back to what we just saw, the arm strength and things like that. That's why you got five. That's that's why you got him. Um, you you hope I hope that because um, there's no questioning the kid's athleticism. Um, Trey may be a better athlete. I don't know if he has more athleticism. Um, then there, those are two different things. And, and you know, if pe- people, you know, if if you get it, you get it. But I mean, you can be a great athlete and not be athletic. You can you can be a less than athlete and be extremely athletic. Af- when it gets to athletic, we're talking about change of direction, quickness. Um, fast twitch muscle response. You see that in Purdy. I mean, with some of the spinning and the quick reactions and throwing him and torquing his body to, to make a throw and all these type of things, that's that's an athletic move. Now, I think we both agree he's not the athlete that Trey is. He's 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 not and when you say athlete, that's big, strong, fast. Yeah, he's not that straight line stuff. Not, you know, not. arm strength. That's that's those 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 straight line measurables. And I think Trey has him there. So hopefully Trey is a type athlete. But the, you but you're still going to look at those things um, that Trey possesses coming out into this league, coming going into camp. If if he doesn't win, I, I still think that's going to be uh, something on their mind because you can't justify not utilizing that when you don't win. From the time he was drafted, this is just me personally. For me, it was always about year three and beyond for Trey, right? And mm-hmm. A lot of people look at this different. I know you thought uh, you you thought differently on this. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people out there. I got a buddy of mine who thought he should have been the day one starter uh, coming out. Um, so there's a lot of different schools of thought on this. I I'm for one the the more methodical approach uh, in, in terms of this one which is why when he got hurt, I kind of considered it a blessing in disguise for him Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in the organization that he can just, like he got a taste of it. He kind of sees it. He knows what it's like going through an entire off season, being that guy, this, that, or the other, getting to a season. And so having had a little bit of that, hopefully, you know, it's one of those things that can just propel him. Um, didn't see this whole Purdy situation come to, fru- no. to, come into, come into fruition the way it has now. But also, if Sunday taught us anything, oh, you know, I, you know what? Don't. I'm, I'm sorry. One thing, and then quickly, keep. Don't lose your thought. The, the um, you're right about the two quarterbacks in the room. We know we got to have two. The Niners should have two. Uh, once again, you should have two starters, which puts you in a great position. Jimmy's not coming back. People, people keep talking about like, what about when Jimmy's that, back? Jimmy, that Jimmy, that's sad. over. We don't have to discuss ten anymore. He, he's, he's moved. He's gone. Um. But you'll have those two guys on those rookie contracts, and it makes up because the Niners roster is so stacked and it's so young. Um, you, one of those ones, you can kind of look at it like, wait a minute, you got Purdy. 
He, if he continues to do what he's doing, so you, you can see that justifies. Okay, you gave that – well, you gave it away for Trey. Well, look, we – we I mean, the seventh pick, I mean, that right there, that, those are the type things that, that make you better if, if you have this guy. Um, because if he continues to play this way, you are correct, especially if um, you're correct in one thing, you're talking about a trade. If Purdy continues to do what he's doing, win, lose, or draw in the Super Bowl, the 49ers have trade value in the quarterback room, yeah. regardless of whichever one they decide to trade. They have trade value in the quarterback room. So that that right there is a given. It's just a question of how long. Because with both of those guys being so young, it doesn't have to be next season. It could be it, it, it could be a couple of seasons away. It could be the following season, the following season. They're still they're babies. So no, and so, someone pointed this out to me, and it was the Carson Wentz Nick Foles situation, right? Like yeah. they both came back that following year. Um, Foles wasn't traded until until after that, after they won the Super Bowl. Um, and so, you know, maybe this is sort of a similar dynamic in terms of in terms of uh, what, what, what we're looking at here. Um, but at the same time, I think if Sunday taught us anything, right, it's, you know, the in- <laughs> it only takes it only takes one Sunday, right, for everything to just implode right and it didn't get there but it maybe looked that way at times during that game um but you i mean you just never know right i mean you're you playing got, against pros man. Right? This you, isn't college. you just never know so like nothing well i guess i should say it better this way nothing is a given right um no such thing as an easy game in yeah, the nfl and, and that we saw that on sunday and as you get i mean obviously week 18 is here but then once you get into the postseason i mean you know, any, anything can happen. And so um, while it, it looks great for this Niner team right now, and I hate to be a wet blanket here for all y'all listening, but um, you came here because you want to hear real. I mean, it, it's – well, it only takes one, right? Well, I mean, that, but, let me say, but let me say this. It's the same thing I said. And, you know, at the last couple of weeks when you've been asking me the game plan, I was like, we don't need to break down. We don't need to break down individual matchups. We don't have to talk about the coaching philosophies and all this stuff. Whatever, whatever I've been saying, the Niners know who they are. Yeah, they know exactly who they are. They know exactly how they win. They know what causes them problems when they have these hiccups. You know how you lost the games you lost. Okay, now your standard. That's up to the guys in the room. This is not on the coaches now. These guys know, and I and I and I tweeted that one out. This is the time that the dudes on the team need to need to do two things. Number one, play to the standard. Number two, make everybody around them follow suit. Yeah, that that's as soon as you notice that this is happening, fix it. Yeah, fix it because the Niners. The only thing that will prevent the 49ers from winning a championship. I am. I've seen enough. You know, I told you I wanted to see two games from the quarterback, and I was like, "We're fine. We're we're fine." Because I knew, like, you, that you was said good. one. I said two. Well, I said. Well, I said. I said one because he had already played the Miami game, yeah. and I told you Miami game. I said that was the perfect game for him to come in because he had been practicing the game plan That's that two. entire week. 
he was yeah. running he was running his own offense so i was like okay so he came in so i considered that one i said let me see next week when you come out you're the starter what's going on i was like that was it. after that what i take that that's all i needed to see just like a couple years back when you know in, in 2019 after what like week four i was like oh no they're legit if once you, you you see once a team figures out who they are you were you were way early, earlier on that right show. right and you were like i don't know i was like i've seen enough i was like i've seen <laughs> enough. Like, hey, no. like, i don't know he did. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was like no i was like they they know who they are now once you figure out who you are and do you have the talent it's one thing if you're doing it with smoke and mirrors but the the way the niners win they're not tricking anybody they're not coming out running running triple reverses and and special team trick plays and all of this stuff offense what did they're gonna line up and try to run the ball they're gonna throw screens like if you can tackle me it won't work if you can get off the block it won't work there's nothing there's i mean they move bodies around and create angles and things like that but it's not complicated defensively we go rush four people at you we'll occasionally blitz a, a safety um, we're, we're playing a pretty simple scheme on the back end and we do it regularly. We're just going to, we're just going to hit you in the face and you're going to get tired of getting hit in the face. So as long as they do that to the level that they are capable of doing it, the 49ers win the Super Bowl. This, this, they, they win the Super Bowl. They got everything in place. Because the one thing I was concerned with was the quarterback situation. I'm no longer concerned about that because he can run the offense. Yeah. The offense is not predicated on the quarterback winning the game. More so, you don't need the quarterback to screw it up. Yeah. Just make a play when we need you to make a play. Don't put the defense, as I said earlier, weeks ago, don't put – Offense, special teams, don't put the defense in a bad situation and you're going to win. Let Just let the, let the defense go out and do what they do and you're going to win. Defense, know that it's on you. Know that that's on you. That's standard. You said it, not me. You, you, you These are the guys that keep talking about they want to be legendary. All right, go do it. Go go do it. No, nobody remembers the team that almost won. No, unless you're a supporter of that team, and so uh, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and that and that team's not a legend. You ain't a legend. Yeah, you you no. So uh, so fix it. Shout out to uh, Drake Jackson, former USC Trojan. Uh, covered him a bunch in high school. First career interception. Great fan. Yeah. Uh, just great, great people. His his pops, stepmom, all them. Uh, just just good, good people. We covered him quite a bit. Uh, while he was in high school out in Corona, at Centennial High, came up with that big INT on uh on Sunday. So shout out to him. Uh, look, you got the Niners and the Cardinals coming up. We'll be back later in the week to preview that final uh regular season uh shindig. And of course, you're playing for something, right? Trying to hold on to the two while maybe having an outside shot. Uh, we're not even an outside shot. You no, no, just to, just win. Go yeah, get that you, got, you got a chance to get that one uh, as well, which um, we sort of I kind of glossed over it. I didn't even mention it a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, ah, there's no way. Then you look up and you're like, oh, well, well, okay, this may this thing could possibly happen. And all of a sudden, Philly 
you know, they, they lay an egg on, on Sunday. And so um, the one is up for grabs. You got the two, now the one is up for grabs. And so uh, we'll get into the, the regular season finale against the Cardinals coming up later on in the week. As always, we want to uh, continue to encourage you to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead, hit that like or follow button. Uh, give us a like on YouTube as well. That's Believe in 49ers on YouTube, B-L-E-A-V. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at R. Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. Also, if you're on YouTube, you're watching us, go ahead, uh, uh, search Blair Perkins. That's my little cousin. Show him some love. He just dropped a new video yesterday. Um, for sure, for sure. Happy New Year to all y'all. Hope y'all been safe and happy and healthy and all that. Yeah, all happy and, right. and prosperous New Year, healthy one as well. So from my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all later this week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.